Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, and as the U2 song Vertigo suggests, it's episode unos, dos, tres, catorze. That's episode number 14. And speaking of U2, we do not have them on the podcast yet. But instead, we've got one of my other favorite Brit rock bands, and that is the Fratellis from Glasgow, Scotland. Frontman John Fratelli joins us on the Adamantium podcast. Uh, we sat down backstage at the Danforth Music Hall for an interview, and John is uh, kind of not what you would expect from a rock star. He's very soft-spoken. He's got a very warm personality. We were maybe cut short a little bit uh, as the opening band started sound-checking their drum set, which you'll hear near the end of the interview. Uh, but we got most of the important stuff in there. So as we've been doing for the music interviews... Here are five songs by the Fratellis recommended to you by the Adamantium. From the first album, the classic songs Chelsea Dagger and Flathead, you've probably heard them before. From not the newest album, but the one previous, Eyes Wide, Tongue Tied, one of my favorite songs by them, Me and the Devil. And then two awesome songs off the new album, In Your Own Sweet Time, are the songs Starcross Losers and Stand Up Tragedy. And one quick announcement before we get into the podcast. We now have a mailing list, which you can subscribe to on the website, www.theadamantium.com. And when you subscribe, you'll get uh, a monthly email with the latest episodes, any updates, and where there's going to be some swag giveaways, some contests, some of which you'll be signed up for automatically just by being on the mailing list. So go and subscribe, www.theadamantium.com. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please don't forget to give us a rating and leave us a comment. It would be muchos apreciado. And of course, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Okay, let's get on with it. Here is episode number 14, featuring John Fratelli of the Fratellis on the Adamantium. Enjoy. famous venues in Toronto is called Massey Hall. I don't know if you've, if you've been uh, there. Have you guys I've heard there? of it. No. And anyways, they're closing it for two years to do renovations. Okay. And um, it's all guys like Neil Young and stuff that are doing the the final the final shows there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's an amazing venue. But this is actually, I'd say behind Massey Hall, which is a theater. It's all seated. I actually think the Danforth is my favorite acoustically. I think we played here last time we toured, 2015. Uh, although my recollection of gigs is pretty poor. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've got it. I've, I've tested. We're running. Mm -hmm. Everything's good. Um, I'll do a quick intro. We've got John uh, Fratelli here from the Fratellis. Uh, for one, congratulations on the new album. Thank you. It's fantastic. Just like just like all the albums. Um, it was funny, I was saying to uh, a friend recently about the Fratellis, is, you know, there's so many, uh, so many bands, you know, suffer from, like, first, first album Titus, you know? Yeah. But the Fratellis, I found every, every single album's been very consistent. I and, think some uh, people probably think that we've suffered from first album Titus. Do you think? <laughs> well... But, um, I think we're getting closer to not necessarily where we want to be because I don't think we have a place we want to be but we're getting 
closer to making records that we can sit back and say, wow, I like that, you know? Yeah, and absolutely. Maybe that's where we wanted to get to. Yeah. Um, when you guys were, were writing this album and recording it, um, did you have any uh, like kind of objectives in mind? Or um, I, I can expand on that. Did you kind of want to do something a little different or did you want it to be like a classic Fratelli's sound? No, it, it takes care of itself. Yeah. It, um, you have to get out of the way um, and let it take care of itself. Um, you know, even when people answer that question and say, yeah, we, we planned to, to do this or we tried to do that, they, they aren't completely noticing the fact that they still didn't choose to be in the mood to do this or that. Yeah. So, um, um, either way, it's the same thing. But um, no, we we the eleven songs that were on the record were just the eleven songs that came up basically. Okay. And we only recorded the eleven songs. Um, so, which is the least amount we've ever recorded for a record. I read that actually. So we, it wasn't like we were recording a, a whole bunch and then choosing from it. We okay. chose beforehand and only and recorded, recorded those, those songs. 11. Okay. Because they were the eleven that we all really liked, mm-hmm. you know. But um, no, it really takes care of itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, uh, you know, I'm not just saying it because you're here. I've been hooked on it ever since it came out, um, and I, I, I'm a fan of that of you know British rock and roll um, I come from a British family myself too so I grew okay. up on Oasis Stereophonics and yeah yeah they passed me by a little bit um, maybe it was just um, especially when I was a teenager my sort of deep need to be different <laughs> right when all my friends and you know everybody in you was listening to Oasis I was listening to Pink Floyd probably okay. probably at the time just to say hey I'm not like you guys <laughs> but I think I I, I did I, I think I read somewhere too that at one point you played in an Oasis it wasn't an of... Oasis tribute band people okay. asked me about that no it, it was just that if you wanted to go out and play in bars and clubs you had to okay you, you, as long as you played those songs you, you could get you a book in um, so we did that basically have you ever come across the brothers have you ever played with them or? I've definitely come across them um, seem okay to me yeah yeah <laughs> You know, I, I met Liam once actually. Just not it, just out of the blue. He was at an event I was at, and, and I debated it, and I was like, I, I gotta at least say hi or something. So I went, and he was yeah, very nice enough lad to me, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a a public and a private Liam. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so for the new album, did you have any any influences in particular for the album, or no? Because really. Um, my record collection hasn't changed okay. in all these years mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't listen to a lot of music um, it used to be a daily thing to, right. to listen to records and then three or four years ago that just mm-hmm. stopped one day um, and funnily enough I think we've made be- better records since that time mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're necessarily connected but right. um, so no but you know it's just a mash a mashup of everything that we've ever heard, really. Okay. You know, because you, you know you can't you can't have ears and not soak stuff right. up. Right. You know? Well, you. I mean, just thinking about what you just said, um, that the, you think the last few records have been strong, and you haven't been listening to records. Maybe that's just because you've gotten comfortable more in your own 
kind of sound rather than taken from what you've heard in the past? Yeah, and you know, it's impossible not to take. Of course. <laughs> it's all theft on a grand scale. And, um, it has, and it has been for 50 years. <laughs> it's funny, whenever I hear, um, and not that they're similar at all, but whenever I hear Star-Crossed Losers, it always reminds me of that song Laid by James. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> is the chorus, the high, the, the high. Settles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so you guys have, you've been on tour since March when the album came out. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at, at your dates and you guys are straight on to like October, November. Yeah. How personally do you manage the chaos and the fatigue of, of touring? Um, some days you can't manage the fatigue. Okay. No matter how big your bag of tricks is, and I have a, a really big bag of tricks. Today is one of those days. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know we're in, as we're in here, you've got the <clears throat> fire going. and. Um, you just, do you know, you just do it. Yeah. You kind of make a bargain at some point where you say we're going to go out and do this until yeah. it's impossible, until it's impossible to do it. Right. And sometimes you get stopped in your tracks. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. So um, what do you what do you do if you fall sick or something like that? What if you get the flu? Um, I pump myself full of enough medicine yeah. <laughs> to try and get things working yeah. but I mean at the end of the UK run yeah uh, the last night of the tour was in Glasgow um, and I woke up that morning and I couldn't even talk never mind sing and a um, whole bunch of steroids to loosen things up um, and even that was not really enough yeah so we, I squeaked my way through that yeah. night and were you sore afterwards? Uh, for the next three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pay for it a little bit. You pay for it, but you just make that choice. Let us, you know, show must go on, or some nights it just yeah. can't. Um, I hope that people understand. <laughs> and and uh, you're saying that your last, the last show was in, in, in Glasgow on the part of the tour. And do you still find it, it's something I've spoken to other UK bands before? Is do you still find that there's a difference between? Fans in the UK and fans over in North America, are the crowds the crowds different? They are different, but n- n- one isn't any better than no, the other. No, no. Um, but do you find but you have to maybe adapt your performance at all, or no? There's just a noticeable difference culturally between everywhere that of you course. go and play, and it can be. And it's the same even just in, in North America. You know, six seven hours drive apart. Mm-hmm. culturally is quite different well, especially when you're down in the states yeah. yeah so the thing about that is that y- y- you just do not know what you're going to get right. from night to night which is you know that's that keeps things interesting it's true and then you probably probably comes with a bit of experience too you know you yeah. this town and when you first sort of encounter an audience that seems less enthusiastic yeah you get very paranoid of course I bet yeah and you, you think you know we must have done something wrong yeah until you and it really takes a couple of years of touring to realise, you know, okay, this is just a cultural difference. This is the way they are, yeah. You know, like the first time we played Japan, which is hugely culturally different. Well, and that's as in non-English speaking. Yeah, which doesn't seem to, to make much difference music-wise, but during songs, they'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you finish the song, they go crazy. And then there's this complete stop and dead silence. And when you first encounter that, you think, yeah. 
what just they happened. Like Something's them. just happened. Yeah. And you realise that's just their their way. Really, eh? And and really it's the same all over Europe and North America and there's just cultural differences. Yeah. And and but you know, you just do not know even on this tour, you know, that's twelve dates so far. And you know, there's just certain nights just explode. Yeah. And you don't know why. Yeah. And you I don't wanna know why. Yeah. It's just nice not I, to know why. I find um uh, when I see bands like Stereophonics or Oasis, I, the, the the British fans that come out, they love to sing along. I find that's which is true. a very yeah. Um, I saw Noel Gallagher a couple of months ago. He did the song Center here, and everyone was singing along to every tune. You know, those are very singable songs. Very sing. That's true. That's hmm. also very true. Uh, but I also I also find it interesting when I've watched uh, recordings of of Rush or like. Iron Maiden when they play in Brazil and oh, everyone knows all the words. Yeah, and it's like they don't even speak the language. Crazy, right? Oh yeah, unbelievable. But it's nice not to know. There was yeah, there's an interview with Getty Lee where he said, "Once I forgot the words, and I was in a country that didn't even speak English, and they were correcting me on the words." It can be <laughs> really it can be really helpful on nights when, like I said earlier, like, nights where you've really lost your voice. Right, and you can let the audience let them do. Sing, yeah. Um. So you guys, you guys have been, the Fratellis now have been together for over a decade. Yeah. And uh, you've also done a bit of solo work. Um, do you have any, what, what are your next goals? What is, there, is there anything else you'd like to achieve while? It's really not about achievement. We, we, we kind of achieved all we ever wanted, which was to be able to be in a position to make music and go out there and play it make a living and sometimes get paid for it yeah you know that that's the whole achievement yeah and utterly devoid of ambition really okay in any other way you know like we we, we got the thing we wanted well it's not necessarily uh, a lack or anything of that it's, it's interesting I had a comedian on my show once who said I asked him a similar question and he said, well, my goal was to have people do an arena, have people out to me. He's like, I've done that now. And so people ask me, what are my goals now? And he just said, my goal now is to maintain what I have. That's, that's true. Yeah. That can still be a sticky place to be. Okay. You know, that, that, that slightly hints at desperation. Okay. As in, but what, I think he meant like as in, you know, now he can earn a living doing mm. what he loves. Okay. You know, no. Or at one I, point he couldn't. I get that. that. Yeah. That's really that's a. I think really that's how we are. We, we've achieved. We've achieved. We didn't set. We didn't. You know. We didn't even set out to achieve anything really. Okay. A lot of it's kind of like stumbling and and, <laughs> and it's all luck. Yeah. Um. But we just roll on. I mean. Two thirds of the next album's written. Oh wow! Um, and we'll record that next year. So. And are you looking at would that be a twenty twenty release? Or yeah. Wow. Which would be quicker than usual for yeah. us. Um, and now that I think about it, I'm not sure why I'm putting myself through that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it comes from just. Just that that joy. When you're when you're touring, does are you do you find you're you're able to, create new music and stuff or is the tour more like just grunt work getting you no it's not grunt work it's more enjoyable than that but, no, um, but I, I don't mean like yeah. that. It's, a, it's, a, it's you know getting 
getting through it with like there doesn't exhausting. seem to be a lot of the day lying Left. spare yeah um but I did write something on this tour unusually for me um no I, I go through blasts of of, okay. of writing it can last for a week or ten days or, and you know you can get four or five songs out of those periods and right. you start to realise that when those you'll know when those periods are happening right and you, you grab as much as you can from them. I mean, it's very similar to almost any kind of art. Yeah, completely. You don't have any choice in when it no, comes up. No, when the creativity comes. It's like going fishing, you know. Yeah. You might have to sit there for a long time and and catch, to, catch nothing. Right. Sometimes you do. I always, um, I used to, I used to work at an ad- advertising agency and I always found it such a weird position that trying to force creativity you know there's some days it's just not going to be there you know? it's not and, and it's <laughs> I find it a complete myth um, to say that you can yeah yeah I, I, because even if even if that way of forcing it is coming up with some sort of method where ideas get right, banded I, around I mean I think there are ways that help you know that but even those are random because who it's knows true. Because it's true I'm saying it doesn't always work you but you have 10 people throwing ideas around oh uh, yeah and even that's completely random, yeah. chaotic. Like for, I've always, often I found that a lot of my creative ideas come to me when I'm running. When you're doing, when you're looking the other way. Yeah, when I'm going for, because my mind's clear of everything yeah. else, and uh, it, not to say that I'm like I need something, so I'll go for a run and it's going to come to me. But, no, because then but, that would be trying. That's mm. exactly that's it. Um, and you guys went on a a hiatus for a few years about four or five years yeah. and now you've been back for just about that much time do you find that uh, I don't want to say things are different but do you think that you guys have matured as musicians performers do you do you find that there is a difference between the first two albums compared to now yeah there's a, a huge difference um, we get on a lot better now okay so even your relationship as friends and yeah yeah uh, um, we don't we really don't argue. Okay. Um, and we, we take it all far less seriously than we used to. Right. That's quite helpful. So is it kind of like, uh, you know, spending some time away from your family and then when you see them again, it's... Yeah, and we don't have to spend a lot of time together. I right. mean, you know, on tour, we we can go through the whole day and only see each other at some check in the gig, yeah. you know, and well. that's, that's okay. The work that you did as a solo artist, did you find that you were able to use some of that experience when you guys got back together? Probably, but without really, without really knowing what that, what that was. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to differentiate because it all comes from the same place. Right. Um, in fact, when we recorded our, as soon as we recorded our album last year. Um, I recorded a record of my own because when I was writing this record, I found myself writing a whole other bunch of songs that didn't suit the band. Um, but it's still hard to to, to differentiate. You mm-hmm. know? They're all just happy accidents. Yeah. yeah. Um, and before before we wrap up, it was funny when I first um, when I was first doing research. I knew you're a Glaswegian. So uh, first, my first thought was, is he a Rangers fan? Uh-huh. Is he a Celtic fan? 
Well, you get indoctrinated. Sure enough, I found it. So you, you get indoctrinated to these things very young. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, so, myself too. You know, you have no say in that. I had no say in it. Yeah. I, and I'm, you know, which means it can have its good days and its bad days. Yeah. Right now, this one it seems like one long good day, but it won't last. Yeah, we. Um, my, I mean, my my parents are from the the Protestant part of Belfast, so. You, that's I was born in Rangers. I had no choice. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you can try and swap, but yeah, no, yeah. But, but you know, by the point you're grown up, you don't you don't want to swap, right? No, it's, no. Um, yeah, it's um, it's funny, and um, I went to, I've been to, I've been to Ibrox. I've never been to a Rangers Celtic match. I've heard. Me neither. It's just no. I probably wouldn't go. No. Yeah, there's a level of hatred there that. I Find a yeah. bit of a turn off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I went on. Um, we went, my my dad was a diehard Rangers fan, and we went. Uh, we were back in Belfast for my my grandma's eighty, and Rangers were in Champions League. So that's how long ago it was. It was two thousand ten or something. Yeah. And, but it was quite the experience. I have to say, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Gl- um, Glasgow does it well. Yeah. When it when it does it well, it really does it. Well. They do, yeah. And when they get it wrong, it's horrible. Yeah, it's un- that's, it's unfortunate, but. Um, well. Do you know? I reckon if you went to it as a, as kind of an outsider, so to speak, and you you didn't necessarily understand all the words that were being all sung, the politics, you, and you might too, enjoy yeah. it more. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, uh, who do you? I mean, you're in the same situation as us when it comes to the World Cup. Who do you, who do you oh, cheer right. for? When? Is it England by default, or uh, no? Because because I'm Scottish. Uh, it's an opposite. We we tend not to. Um, I've forgotten the World Cup was even on. Yes, and uh, soon a month. Yeah, a month. Um, yeah. Usually, just the team that plays the best football. Yeah, the most entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I dislike it when teams that aren't very entertaining win. Right. When I think uh, Portugal won the Euros. The Euros the it was really dull. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because Scotland aren't there, just whoever's playing the Yeah, and it's been a while since then. It was 98 was the last time? Yeah. Uh, it looks like it'll be a long time before it happens. Yeah. yeah. We, well, we, we got lucky for the... The Euro was the first time we had something from Northern Ireland. They made the Euro. It was the first time we had something to cheer for since the 80s. I think the last Euros was the first time that... Oh, the rest of the home nations were there other in Scotland. Than, other than Scotland, yeah. And, you know, given, and they were all quite given close. Wales and Northern Ireland have far smaller populations, Yeah, that says a lot, I think. Well, now you got countries like Iceland, too, that are just... Yeah, yeah. we're doing something wrong. Yeah, it's, it's... Yeah. It's... I mean, growing up, neither Canada nor Northern Ireland made it into anything. So I cheered... I cheered for England, but at the time, England was fun to watch. You know, the Alan Shearer... Yeah, there was a David period, Beckham yeah. days, the Paul schools, but now I find it hard to... Most international football is quite dull. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm a Man United fan, and I, I can't stand watching Man United. Oh, I hate watching them. Oh, the, I, I don't like Mourinho-style football. It's, just, it's the dullest thing to watch. There's barely any Brits on the team anymore, either. <laughs> it just, I've never liked his teams. I like him, because, you know, he has that character. Yeah, and then we I mean, it's weeks away, but uh, Champions League. 
That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll wrap it up there because it, it sounds like you might be needed. Guitars are about yeah. to start soon. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, have a great show, John, and thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything you'd like, any words you'd like to leave us with? Um, I, I wish really I did. Spot, yeah, and I'm having one of those very slow days. Uh, I think we covered everything. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks. Adamantium.